Happy holidays, y'all. It's Felix, age 29. Fun fact for this week. Uh, apologize for missing a week. Sorry, uh, just some personal things. Life happens, ma'am. It's the holiday season, you know. Work gets busy, like shopping for everybody. Yeah, so yeah, it's just been real busy this uh, this year. When but a man fun- eats an entire pumpkin pie, <laughs> he has to take a couple days. Yeah, exactly. Uh... Actually, no. Chocolate mousse pie is what, what really knocks me out. Oh, man. That sounds I'm, really good. I'm, I'm like, locked. This might be my fun fact. <laughs> it might as well be my fun fact. I'm lactose intolerant, and I don't care. I, <laughs> I still eat, like, yogurt, pudding, and, like, all that shit. And it's really, really bad because I don't know how many of our listeners have the uh, the unfortunate life having you know having lactose intolerance but it is the worst it's you just have sharp shooting pain and but you know what it's worth it <laughs> they should hire you as a spokesperson you're just <laughs> living your best life despite your yeah, exactly. terrible affliction I'm living my best life uh but tying it back to the holidays uh i really like black friday and like cyber monday deals even though I, it was just created you know for to move products and stuff like that which actually did you know i don't know if you listen to the there's another podcast that jim got me on was stuff you should know yes did you listen to the black friday i did so for those uh who don't know black friday was actually started back in the 60s in philadelphia yes and i thought that was crazy it's like people would come down for the navy army um football game and they would come down from all out of town so they'd get here like a day early and in, they to kill time before the game, they would just go into town and shop. And that's kind of where the whole thing came. Super interesting. I didn't know. I was at a friend's house for Thanksgiving because my family is going to have our Thanksgiving on Sunday. So as of listening a couple of days ago was when we had our Thanksgiving. Not that anyone really cares. But at my friend's Thanksgiving, we played some games and that was a trivia question. And no one got it right. One team said, because the question was, which city was Black Friday founded in? And one team said New York, the other team said LA, the third team said Chicago, and it was Philly, and I felt real stupid not knowing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had no idea it would started that long ago. My earliest memories, I thought this like was early 2000s, as far back as I can remember. As I say every at the beginning of every episode, I'm 29, uh, but... I don't know. My earliest memories of Black Friday only go back to like early 2000s. Gotta love capitalism, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so to finish it up real quick, I'm very selfish when it comes to these deals because I love online shopping with money that I really can't afford to be spending. Um, and <laughs> I end up using every year to just buy shit for me. Like I built my computer like one year. I got, like, a PlayStation, like, another year. It's just, like, I get really selfish. And when it comes down to, like, time to, like, buy gifts for, for my friends or my even my, like, niece and nephew, I just do it, like, a week before. I'm like, ah, here's cash or <laughs> here's a card or whatever. And I'm, like, I'm just looking at the, all the stuff that I bought for me. But Your mom's like, hey, Felix, here's my wish list. You're like, okay, I'm going to go and buy a shredder to put this <laughs> wish list right in the shredder yeah, yeah, and go ahead and get myself a 24-carat really gold bad. chain. Yeah, I, I got a switch for the deal. It was a really good deal. So Yeah, but Smash is coming out soon, so you, you got to get one, That's right? That's what I mean. And technically, it's, it. it's for my girlfriend, too, since we live together. So, like, <laughs> I'm just going to 
go with that excuse. The old dual-use gift, right? Uh-huh, exactly. I got my dad a cutting board that I promptly used. I was like, hey, you cutting anything? Okay, I'll take this. <laughs> right, and then when I'll I went to this. college, I took it. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Incidentally, I actually did get you guys gifts, but it wasn't on Black Friday. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's up, everyone? Jim, 29. And in the spirit of the holidays... I spent some time back at my parents' place this weekend. I went back down to Philly to hang out a little bit. And my mom and I actually watched the episode of Terrace House that we'll be discussing today, episode four. And I really thought about what Felix says at the end of each of our episodes, where our podcast is really good for people who have not watched the show. So I thought about that. And my mom, she has never listened to our podcast because, frankly, she doesn't care that much. But... It was exciting because I was like, oh, let's see what she thinks of the show. So I had to pause a couple of times. You know, she was asking questions, but there were really good questions. And she was asking me how it compared to the real world, what she watched, like when it first came on, like its first season. It was really fun just to watch it with her. And she seemed really fascinated. She thought you die was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> I never had the opportunity to watch an episode of Terrace House with somebody who who's not a fan. Mm-hmm. I, I've only watched Terrace House in person. And what I mean like is in person. I tell a bunch of people to go watch it, and some of them actually do, but that's not with me. So I think that's pretty cool how to like do kind of like a live thing, like a live tourist house recording or whatever with your mom. I think It was cool. cool. Yeah, because yeah, you know, I had my notebook. I was taking the notes. I was thinking of like those moms react videos on YouTube. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I should be recording this and see what she thinks. Yeah. Uh, she thought Yudai was interesting, but she was kind of sympathetic to him in the same way that I am because of his age. She didn't really have like super strong feelings about any of, of the housemates, but I could see that kind of being hard because, you know, she did think Mizuki was pretty cool. She thought she was like very mature. She gave good advice, which she does. And mm-hmm. it's awesome. And my mom and I share a lot of the same thoughts on things, which is interesting and maybe not so surprising because yeah, I am her son. Surprising. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just cool. You know, it was yeah, like a nice, yeah. you know, sort of holiday bonding moment. You know, we don't have any of our decorations up at home, but I do back in my apartment. Um. That was pointless. I don't know why I said that. I was really proud of the lights I put on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just had to get that in somehow. Dux <laughs> is like, where's he going like, with this? Oh, yeah, oh, I just okay. had no way. Like, I can't support him on this. this yeah, no. I, that was just a total dead end. I, I really like Christmas lights. And actually, in my old apartment, I lived with another uh, roommate. And I tried to keep the Christmas lights, like, until March or, <laughs> or even, like, May. I t- told her not to take it down. But she was just like, no, it's it's already February. This needs to come down. And I got kind of upset. It just it provides like a really nice ambiance. I remember those lights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really liked them. You know why? Because you had some purple lights, which I feel like you don't see a whole lot. You don't see too many like string lights with purple lights. Exactly. Because we, we I spared no uh, expense. I think I got the, the GE LED HD plus lights. <laughs> How do we not have a sponsorship deal? Yeah, yet? seriously. From with all anyone. these names, all these free, free ad spots. Anyone. <laughs> you know, we just oh, have to man. stop. We need to come up with our own off-brand names. Yeah. Because we we can't be doing this anymore. No, we cannot work for free. Never work for free. Yeah. 
let's get into the episode because we went way too long with that shit. All right, let's go. House, the outsider's look inside Japan's hottest reality show. So come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. Hope y'all had a good Thanksgiving. Hope your bellies are full. I ate a lot. I ate a lot during Thanksgiving. I don't know about you, Jim. I ate a ton, but I wish I had eaten more because, as I mentioned in the opener, I went to a friend's house for actual things, like on Thanksgiving Day. It was pretty big, and there weren't a whole lot of leftovers. It was awesome, though. It was really good. So, Bina, if you're listening, I am not knocking it at all. I'm just saying that it was big, but it was good. I'm not complaining. The food was delicious. Yeah. yeah. My parents just did Boston Market. <laughs> really? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, it was good, though. And it saves time. It did. Definitely did. That's more family time, right? Oh, we had cornbread, too. Oh, God. Yeah, the cornbread is good. All I'm right. not a big fan of cornbread in general, but theirs is good. Haven't had it in a while. All right, I can keep talking about It was about good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Terrace House. So, yeah. we were on episode four, and we're coming off a really action-packed episode. There was a lot of emotion and a lot of drama. A lot of swooning. A lot of swooning in episode three. This one was comparatively more quiet, but not any less interesting. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So episode four starts off with a backyard scene. We see the couple that is not a couple, but I hope happens. Taka and Tsubasa, they're having a catch. And holy shit. So when I was watching this with my mom, we were talking about her arm. She has a cannon. And like the thing is she had better form than Taka. I think Yama, the host, brings it up. Yeah. But it, I was thinking that before he even said that. And I was like, oof. It was a cute scene. And he was framing those pitches. I wasn't so sure about that shit before when we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. But I don't know. It was so simple and just nice. Simple and nice. Sometimes you have those couples where you see them interact and you get a sense that they've been dating for a long time. Then you find out that they've only been dating for a couple months, say. Yeah. Because they seem so comfortable with each other. They seem like they really have fun. It's relaxed, as you said. And that's the sense that I got from watching the two of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. That that there proved that it could be something. And they also, not only were they having a good time just having a catch, but they were talking about what, how and why they got into what they do. Mm-hmm. They're talking about playing hockey and snowboarding. So they bonded with that. You know, they, they seem like they're very much on the same wavelength. They have that one athletic thing that they do. They're really good at it. They really enjoy talking about it. You can see the passion from both of them. So that just really enhanced this scene for me. Yeah, I thought it was really funny that Taka wrote when he was in kindergarten that he wanted to be a skier. (laughs) And then he ended up being a snowboarder. Yeah. So he's still on the snow. He's on something on the snow. So he wasn't too far off there. So this is pretty much 
the intro to the Ami and Yudai show, because the rest of this episode really seems to focus on the two of them. And some of the other house members do make appearances, but the focus is really right now on Ami and Yudai. Yeah. So after this wonderful baseball scene, we see Yudai and Xion, for some reason, going around trying to get Yudai a job. Mm Mm-hmm. So he goes to different Italian restaurants and he talks about how much he wants a job. He doesn't have his resume, which uh, I didn't get. But Xion is there for moral support. He had a hoodie on with sneakers. Yeah. He wasn't really looking like uh, he was a serious job seeker there. Mm -hmm. Listen. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It might. I don't know much about job hunting, you know, in Japanese culture. So I can't really say anything. But. I liked how Xion was there. We'll talk more about it in a little bit. But I did like Xion was there to kind of be a a support pillar for Yudai. And if he was already doing that, I wonder if Xion said anything like, hey, maybe you should put on something. And definitely not wear those flashy sneakers and a hoodie. You know, because a lot of the places they said... You know, uh, do you have a resume or what? Whatever. Uh, eventually, he kind of lands a re- like a, a second meeting with somebody where he will bring in his resume. But I don't know. I I th- I would have thought that Shion would have said something because he was already there helping. Thought it was kind of odd. Maybe he did say something, and Yudai thought, "Well, it's okay. I don't I don't have to listen to you." Yeah, he laughs and then just does what he wants to anyway. I wonder how that looks from the employer's point of view to have someone else with you because I know if I were hiring mm-hmm. and someone came in with someone else, I would assume the first thing I would assume is maybe they also want a job. But if they're there and they're not saying anything, I don't know if I look at that too positively. That would project to me that they were hanging out and this kid just stops by because he might want a job. He thought, well, why not? It It would seem like it is not well thought out. And I feel like I'd be more hesitant to give someone like that a job, to be, yeah, to be totally yeah, honest. I, I didn't think about that, but you're right. I At first, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Being that he is, Yudai, is so young. Mm-hmm. I would hopefully think that the other person, obviously older person, is showing him the ropes. And I wouldn't dock too many points off for that but the way that you're putting it maybe i would i just be a terrible boss i mean i know that (laughs) so this definitely (laughs) lends itself to that but hopefully he gets a job because i'm rooting for him as you know Mm -hmm. after this we see shion and yudai stopping for a quick bite to eat looks like they're maybe in a park or something maybe somewhere close to the house it looked like it was kind of similar scenery and they talk about ami of course and yudai says that He wanted to ask her out, and he feels like he did, but he didn't know how she took it. And he also says that she feels like she's a bit out of reach. I mentioned before with him that he has these... He really goes back and forth. He he does these things that scream, I'm an 18-year-old with no actual experience. But then five minutes later, he's supremely self-aware about where he is. We see that he's not as confident as not not that as he should be, but just as anyone would be, you know, it seems like he's really down on himself at certain points. But then it's like rinse, 
lather and repeat or whatever the steps are. I don't take showers ever, so I don't know how that goes. I also shave my head, so I don't know how shampoo works. But we see that same sort of thing. So when this happened, it was fascinating because I think he's kind of right. I don't know if he and Ami would work out as a couple. I don't necessarily think she's out of reach. I just think they are not compatible at all. I don't know because at first we thought Ami wouldn't give Yudai the time of day. So my all my thoughts about it and my opinions, I'm done trying to figure them out or even just Ami out. Yudai, I feel like we went into him enough. We dissected him and, and came to a general consensus on him. Mm-hmm. Ami, on the other hand, will always be a mystery to us. Which kind of draws me to her. And maybe that's the draw for you, Dai. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure. But I, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say anything just yet. She is a mystery. I wonder if it goes that far for you, Dai, and his attraction to her. Like, I wonder if he sees past her appearance and if the mystery is the draw. You know, we can sit here being more seasoned and more experienced and identify, well, okay, we're attracted to this person because of this. We're attracted to this person because of that. But I wonder how deep it goes for you, Dai. And I wonder if even confronted with that, how he would sort of handle that. Like, what do you like about Ami? Or why do you have interest in Ami? And I wonder what he'd have to say about the level of intrigue that she seems to bring to the house. To be honest, I don't think he, he would be able to give you an answer. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. He wouldn't. And... I think his initial attraction to her was purely physical. I, I I don't know why we didn't talk about this before, but she's definitely an introvert. Oh yeah. So y- you know we there's no way I feel unless it was off camera that Yudai would have gotten more of her real self or her personality. So that's why I'm only saying that it, it it has to be purely physical. If not, that could still be the case now. We mentioned a little bit in our last episode when we were talking about her being put on the spot with certain things and how she clearly doesn't really like it when the attention is on her. But I think you're right in a general sense. I think now we've seen enough where, yeah, she's, she's absolutely an introvert. And even this attention that she's getting from Yudai, which we see in the next scene, I really, I do feel bad for her. Because yeah. it, it, it's just, I just get the sense that she is just increasingly uncomfortable mm-hmm. with Yudai specifically. Everyone else, she seems like it's totally fine, especially with the other girls. It seems like they really all all get along nicely. But with Yudai, it's, it's yeah. And, you know, she talks about him in kind of an interesting way as well, but that's coming up. But after Shion and Yudai talk out in the park, then they are in the playroom with Ami. So they're talking now, and Xion is he's still there. I mean, he's still chaperoning. He's a chaperone on the job hunt. He's a chaperone when he's trying to court Ami. And not only is he just there, but he sort of kicks the conversation off. He's like, so Ami, Yudai and I were talking, and he kind of has something to say. Like, he totally just shoehorns him right into that conversation there, which I thought was odd, but it is what it is. It happened, so let's discuss it. And Yudai is talking about how basically he feels bad for Ami because he's confused because he doesn't really... Or he didn't say specifically that he feels bad for her, but he said that he felt confused because he didn't know what she was doing with her life. 
But while he's saying this, he's looking at Xion, I think, for approval. And they weren't really showing Xion's face. So I don't know what kind of visual feedback Yudai was getting. But I also didn't like that. It's not surprising that Yudai would do something like that. He's saying something and he needs that, right? 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 He's always looking back and trying to confirm because he's not 100% confident in what he's saying. But the whole line of questioning, this has come up so many times in this show. People who push other people about their goals and what they want to do. And not only that, but then what steps they're taking to achieve those goals. And something that I pointed out, I had in my notes, is that when we've seen it in the past, it's from people who are either older and or more experienced. So Tap from In the City. Not only was he the eldest one in the house, but he was the three-time national tap dancing champion. Not that that excuses it, the level that I think that he took it back on In the City, but to have a person like Yudai do it, it really kind of frames it in an interesting way to say, not that he can't ask those kinds of questions, but to think about him sort of turning that lens in on himself and saying, well, what have I been doing? There were so many things wrong with this scene. And I totally agree with you wholeheartedly on all of that. To backtrack, you were saying how he would, Yudai, would kind of look for approval or some kind of recognition from Xion. And that just shows there's so many things wrong with that, right? If Especially if you're trying to to get this girl to like you or get to know her better or want her to be more interested in you courting it definitely shows a lack of confidence but i think ami was too preoccupied with being caught up in a tidal wave of emotion and i totally fell for her in that moment because I'm pretty sure everybody can think of that one time where you were unsure with yourself and that you, you know, especially if you're an emotional person. And that's the thing. Ami, I didn't take to be a publicly emotional, somebody to show that much emotion to people she doesn't know that well. So that even kicks the degree up for that. Speaking on Yudai's actions of how kind of like you said drilling her with this question tap style i think he did it unknowingly and this is one of the few times i will try to explain explain his actions for him this came out of a place of love or care and he's a very eccentric puppy and he can't filter his emotions right it's a good band name the eccentric puppy (laughs) I think that, yeah. I think it would be kind of an industrial rock band. Yeah. Like Nine Inch Nails. Yes. That's, I thought of Trent Reznor. Yeah. yeah, That that could be maybe a side project that he has. Yeah. Um, uh, Oh, um, TM, 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 by the way. The name. Oh, shit. God damn. And he he will sue. Oh, I'm going to cut that out. Oh, boy. (laughs) He hates, like, piracy and everything. Okay. Uh, I meant TM for eccentric puppy. I don't care about saying that. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, I guess we couldn't trademark someone's name, especially when it's not one of our names. I mean, you can't trademark names. Yeah. Or maybe you can. Uh, Like Prince? TM? Oh, fuck. We're going to get sued. We got to (laughs) stop. You got to stop, Chip. Yeah. 
It's going to be the demise of uh, yeah. our podcast, our <laughs> beloved podcast. <laughs> we get drowned in litigation. Oh, God, but that would get our name out there. <laughs> so, you know what? Maybe, come on. Bring on, bring on the lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. We have to have holiday spending money. Yeah. I, I still got to get gifts. I, I think I've already established I have none. Yeah, uh, shit. Okay. Okay, anyway, Udai. going back to Udai, I just, just to sum it up is, I feel like I felt it, and I, I read it as him just caring for Ami so much and trying to do all these things for her and try to help her figure it out all at once. And so it's just this excited, like, puppy meeting a new per like, wanting to meet, like, new people, and just all of a sudden, like, a huge crowd of people coming in, and it just, like pisses himself like out of excitement and i feel that is what happened there i like that imagery it's quite fitting mm-hmm. it's quite fitting because i think you're onto something in that he really he can't help himself he can't control himself and that's certainly something that's going to come with age his heart might be in the right place but it comes out and it it looks pretty bad you can't just say what's on your mind all the time i mean jim you brought it up before that used to be you and in Mm -hmm. in, in a different degree it's on the same plane as you just didn't know how to filter yourself right yeah if you have to say i didn't mean it like that enough times it's not everyone else it's mm -hmm. you yeah yeah When I thought about it and and I really just sat down, I paused. I paused. And and when I was writing down my notes, I I was really thinking about, I I didn't want to dismiss it. I didn't want to dismiss him again to his age. I wanted to think about it more. And that's what I came up with. I have a PhD in Udai. You do. You do. (laughs) You had to get some letters of recommendation for that. I definitely did. Graduate program though, right? Mm Mm-hmm. From his grandma? Yeah, from his grandma. (laughs) What a sweet boy. (laughs) So after this scene, we see Ami talking to Shion and Mizuki this time. She joins the fray. They're in the kitchen. And when she starts talking about it, she says that it really made her think. Because, Felix, as you said, I think everyone has been at a point in their lives where they're thinking, listen, there's something I want to do. Am I going about it the right way? Am I on the right path? to doing this and she brings that up and so she's really thinking about it and Mizuki yet again is a great mature voice of reason here she says listen even if that's a case that's your business and Mizuki seemed to take exception to the way that Yudai phrased it according to Ami and Shion it didn't really seem like Ami was misrepresenting the conversation because Shion didn't cut it and say well he did defend him a little bit but only his actions. Like, I didn't get the sense that Shion was defending, like, the way that he said it. Maybe I wasn't, you know, watching closely enough. But I got the sense that Shion was defending him and saying, look, his heart was in the right place. But he didn't really seem to have a, much of a comment on the way that Yudai was talking about it. Yeah, I... After doing all this thinking about Yudai and everything, I felt like Mizuki was being a little bit tough on Yudai. 
But I can't blame Mizuki either because, you know, she probably was thinking she probably likes Ami and probably considers her a friend at this point. And she probably can't say the same about Yudai. So, of course, she would take Ami's side. She was definitely PO'd at Yudai. And I guess for good reason. I wonder if a part of it is not only does she probably feel a closer kinship with Ami than with Yudai, but it also might be because of where she is in life. She's 26. She's trying to get her lingerie brand off the ground. She is a professional. She has her shit together. And I think if you put that on paper and you say, all right, a 26-year-old who has her shit together is going to be living with an 18-year-old who acts the way that he does, who is a self-described puppy, the old, you know, the older one, the 26-year-old, might have an issue. And, and I wonder if there's a little bit of that at play here where she's just like, listen, I really don't have time for this. He's a bit out of line, and frankly, like, I don't have the patience for someone like him. No, definitely, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. She definitely seems like a no-nonsense person. Yeah. A very yeah. independent no-nonsense person. And I really hope that Yudai, if this culminates to anything, I really hope Yudai can learn from Mizuki. Because, yeah, you know, Taka, he's doing he's doing his thing, and it's super cool. Like, he's a professional snowboarder. He has his own brand and everything. He can learn from, from that. But I think he can learn even more from Mizuki. She's, yeah. like, going between two countries, writing... And, 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 you know, traveling, working, and, and doing all this different stuff. And out of if you would have to pick somebody out of the house right now, who's the most independent and who Yudai would learn the most for, it would have to be Mizuki. And even if their fields are two totally different fields, you can still pick someone's brain. And I think you might even get better results from talking to someone who is not in your field because when you talk about the steps you have to take to achieve what you want, to attain a goal, it's not the exact same. It might not even be somewhat similar, but the general idea of formulating a plan, taking it step by step, that I think is is applicable across industries, across fields. So yeah, so I think she would be a, you know a good person. And I'm sorry I gave her so much grief at first. Man, I like I think about that whenever I see her on the show. I'm like, you, you are solid, and not just mm-hmm. solid. She, she's awesome. Yeah, and I yeah. feel bad because I was comparing her to In the City Mizuki, who was also great. But this one, it, she's good, she, man. I really. I like mean, if her. you really compare it, you, you really want to look at the numbers and the stats. No, don't, don't, no, no. I know what you're gonna say. Opening new doors, Mizuki, kind of, you know. You hold your tongue, sir. <laughs> So Ami continues to talk about how the whole situation made her feel, and in a general sense, she still says that she's a bit uncomfortable by Yudai and the way that he interacts with her, and she's still trying to get a read on him, which is nothing new, but she reiterates this fact. And um, yeah, I, I I don't see it ending well. I know, you know at, at the top of the show, you had mentioned that we really can't count anything out. But this this one is just, uh, I feel like it's a slam dunk, no. Well, I mean, at this point, I w- yeah, I would agree, but we get something later. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. 
So Ami is talking about how she feels uncomfortable with Yudai still. And in the boys' room, Yudai talks to Taka, and he says, Hey, I messed up. I made Ami cry. I was grilling her a bit too hard. And Taka tells him that it's okay to be uncertain about your life. And he talks about how when he was 19, 20, he didn't really have the ambition or the drive to be at the level that he's at right now. And that stuff comes with time. And it yeah. happens, you know. It doesn't happen if you don't want it. But at some point in your life, you're going to think, I want this. I want to try that. I want to go for this thing. And you do it. And some people can at 19 and 20. Some people can, or some people do, and then later on they realize, hey, maybe I'll try this other thing, or maybe the thing I thought I wanted to do is actually not what I wanted to do. And that's okay. So Taka says, listen, I was there. It's okay. It's okay if she doesn't really know. And to your point, Felix, Yudai says that he was concerned about her. He says that he really cares about her, which I understand. However, I'm still not a fan, and I, I, I'm... A fan of Yudai as a as a character, like he's very fascinating to me, and I do sort of give him a little bit of wiggle room because of his age and just where he is in life. But that's still not a good reason to come down on someone as hard as Yudai came down on Ami in the way that he was doing it. You can be concerned about someone, but it didn't really excuse it for me. Again, I agree with you uh, with with your thoughts on Yudai. I'm still on that train of hope for Yudai. Man, it would just be so sad because his goal is to become independent. Not really get a job or start a career. It's to become independent and learn how to to function in the world free of his parents. Grandma. Grandma, <laughs> yeah. If it really goes the way that you think it is and... With the you know goes the way of him just not learning, or him just not getting there, it'd be really sad it, because he has so many good resources in this house for him to achieve his goal. You have Mizuki, you have Taka, you have Shion, who's who's willing to to help and. You have multiple restaurants in the area. Yeah, yeah, and that's and again, like his career, whatever he wants to make pasta and and become an Italian chef, which is okay, that's cool. But first, you have to figure yourself out. You have to something that I say a lot, and I probably bring it up a lot in 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 our episodes. You need a solid foundation to jump off of, and if you don't have that, then everything will crumble below you. And for, for like, probably the, the most genuine time, we, we have this person, Yudai, who wants to become independent. And using this, this median or this, this resource terrace house, this is, like, th- the most genuine thing, right? Like, it, it's, it's someone who can actually use terrace house to reach their goal and it's the i think it's the greatest example of that and if it doesn't work out and if he doesn't grow or like learn to be independent or reach any or get anywhere closer to his goal i'll be really upset probably the most upset i've ever been 
over anything. Even Han Sun. Even, okay. I was yeah. going to bring that up. <laughs> you are going to say that. No, really. Because the thrall of this show is the authenticity of things. And and I feel like that this is this is it. This is it. And if you can't do it, man. I think the closest comparison we've had is Yusuke from Aloha State with this young guy who comes in. Yusuke's whole thing was he wanted to be more confident. It seems specifically with the intention of talking to women. Yudai, he doesn't mention that specifically, but you feel like he's a couple steps behind Yusuke because Yusuke is flying around the world, giving concerts, playing his dope music. It's really cool. Yeah, winning all these great competitions. So he has that, and I'm not saying that if you do that, you're automatically independent and you don't need help from anyone. I'm not saying that, but you get the sense that Yudai is at such an earlier stage Mm -hmm. in his development. Yeah, yeah. Because he just sort of needs that... That that groundwork, I think you mm-hmm. had said the foundation. Whereas Yusuke, he had that. He had his passion. He was doing it, and not only was he doing it, he was excelling in a big way. Mm-hmm. But there was the one aspect of his life that he wanted to try to work on, and he worked on it, and it didn't work out with Lauren. But that's okay because it was good experience, and he went about his business. But you die. There's no jumping off point for him. I think almost all the experiences that you have in life are good, meaning you're the sum of your parts, right? Not just like either your friends and your family and all that, but you're also the sum of your experiences because that's what shapes you to be a person. I feel like this, like all these experiences that he's, that Yudai is getting, I feel like it might fizzle and that that's where it's sad because. If he doesn't learn from this, this is probably the biggest chance he can have for the life that he wants or or even a good life. Well, he does take a step in the right direction. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. In the next scene where he goes into the girl's room and he apologizes to Ami. Yeah. And Tsubasa and Mizuki are there as well. Mizuki kind of takes control and says, listen, it's okay the way that you word things, which is nothing new for him. I mean, he's been told that in different ways, but I think today this has been the most direct way that we've seen him be told this. And he apologizes, and it seems like it's fine, at least for now. I'm sure something else is going to happen, but it was an apology. It felt heartfelt. It felt Mm -hmm. sincere. Mm -hmm. And hopefully he can keep it in mind. Because if you apologize... You recognize that the other person's feelings were hurt. But the other part of, the, of that, I think of any good apology, is that you try not to let it happen again. So if he forgets about this and this goes out the window for him, then that'll be not so great. This is him on kind of like the last straw. Or he's on his back leg already. He already has a couple of strikes against him. Several. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has five strikes. You should have been out two strikes ago. <laughs> the scene changes to a rare non-Ami or Yudai scene with Shion. Actually, no, it's live because Yudai's there. And I forgot he was there when Shion and Tsubasa are in the kitchen. Plus Yudai. 
I add him as a very distant third because that's mostly Shion and Tsubasa. And Shion asks her to go to the footbath. He says, hey, remember when we talked about doing this? Let's do it. And they seem like they're going to have a date. And Yudai goes, oh, but what about the spa? Do you guys want... Or not the spa. The cord, uh, the, cord bath. The, yeah, the bath. Thank you. He's like, hey, what about that? You guys want to go there? Oh, why not? And he's there. And I don't really know why he was there. I mean, Shion, look, he can Shion, be there. You know, he lives there, too. So. Shion and Tsubasa had, like, a sitcom look at each other. <laughs> and I, I don't know. That may have helped, maybe, like, like them grow their relationship. But any like anything that the previous scene did of his apology to Ami, I'm already going back down because I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> oh man come on. hopefully this happened before the apology you know what i mean maybe this happened earlier in the week or something hopefully because he just he just doesn't think you open your mouth and pause two seconds it might look weird but for him that might actually work because yeah. then he might have just just that small amount of time to think about it just think about it man think about it Ugh. All right, whatever. So we get more of Yudai. We see him go on an actual interview with a resume. Yep. And he goes to another Italian place because that's the type of cuisine he wants to get into. He's talking to the head chef or the owner. I think it's the owner, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. A person of authority who can hire him. Let's let's make it as broad so we just cover the bases, right? Yeah. So he talks to him and he asks Yudai why he wants to work there. And he says, well, it's close to where I live right now, which I thought was, eh. And then he said, but I saw the menu, which I kind of liked. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. that was a pretty good save where he was like, but the menu looks really good. The part that I, 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 I was dying at this part was when the guy asked him if there was a special dish oh. that he could make. <laughs> yeah. Now, this kid wants to work at an Italian restaurant. The keystone of a good Italian place is just going to be a real simple pasta with a tomato sauce. I mean, that's like if I were going to go apply for, you know, a job at a diner and they go, okay, is there like a good, like a signature dish? I go, you know, I can fry a real mean egg. Yeah. No shit. You better hope that a person you're hiring can do something like that. And look, I know that making a really, especially homemade, handmade pasta, and if you make your own sauce, I know that that's much more involved than frying an egg. But I would just really hope that you'd be able to do that. Like, to me, that should almost be a given. I'm not saying he can't. I'm sure his pasta is very good. I'm sure his sauce is very good. No, you're not, you're I, I don't not know. Sure I'm not sure about his sauce, but I'm very, very picky about sauce. It's probably just water and ketchup. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like... I, like, left my body and went into the void for a second when you said... Just, like, thinking about eating that is, like, that's bad. I'd rather eat a tub of beets, which I hate. Oh, God. Oh, my God. So that was funny. And, again, not not saying he can't cook, but it's just, you know, if it was, like, a chicken marsala or something, maybe something a little more complicated, a good ossobuco, you know, something else. But, no, pasta and sauce. All right. So uh, we don't know how it went, because, of course, you don't know right away. Uh, he talks about it a little bit when he's in the car with Shion and Ami and Mizuki. I, I don't remember seeing Mizuki in the car. Yeah. 
but she was magically there when they got to uh, the outlets, which, Cause they were by the way, shopping, right? yeah, yeah, they went to the outlets, which look exactly like the outlets that we went to in yeah. Jackson. Remember that in Jersey? Yeah. yeah. It looked in, uh, I guess I was expecting maybe, it to maybe be a little different. Maybe they went to different. Jersey. Maybe they just flew to Jersey. <laughs> yeah, they just drove there. It's just through the water. Oh, I, we're dead. Yeah. I, I just want to go back a little bit, rewind a little bit, because mm-hmm. I think we skipped over the dishes. Oh, we did skip over the dishes. Again, just real quick recap. Xion continues his his puppy sitting, and he's telling uh. he's telling uh, Yudai that he needs to do the dishes. And you see kind of inside the sink... It wasn't bad, but once you use something, just wash it and get it over with. And when Yudai came up, he was just like, oh, well, you know, it, what, it it's not bad. It's not piled up. And Xion, like, was just in dismay. He was just like, they don't have to be piled up for you to do the dishes. And it just goes to show that th- this rewiring of Yudai is going to, it just goes a lot deeper than Xion or Mizuki, or any like any of us, we could have thought. And, yeah, I just thought that was just another thing, just to add to the list that he needs to fix. I don't know much about trying to rewire people, meaning I haven't been, that sounded really creepy, but I'm going to roll with it, meaning I feel like I haven't had any close friends where I've been able to identify a problem with them, or if they've come to me with a problem, and then I have been there, because I haven't lived with a lot of my friends. I mean, we've never lived together, right? No. Yeah. Which is kind of surprising to think back. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think we'd be really good roommates. I think you'd kill me, and I'd kill you. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Felix, uh, no, stop. I'll be like, well, they're not piled up yet. Why would I have to do the dishes? <laughs> Why don't you like my ketchup and water? That wouldn't even be a joke. Like, it's just a prank, bro. Like, <laughs> I would just... Oh, man. I don't oh, know what you, I'd would do. You just, like, just, would you just, like, stick my head in it and, like, wait until, like, I just slowly... Like, you just could see my life just, like, wash away from my body. I'd probably take it and just, like, smear your car with it. Just, like, <laughs> smear it all on the wind. And, like... Get inside. Like, I'd get in your car and smear it on the inside part of the windshield. Like, if you like it so much, you can enjoy it, you awful person. That would just be so terrible. Oh, God. Um, but the point, as it relates to Terrace House, is that I've never been in a situation like Xion, where there's someone who's, who is in need of a certain level of guidance, to put it lightly, and then to just continually be in situations with this person and they don't seem to learn. So for me, I feel like it could kind of go one of two ways. I'm like, this either makes sense because these sorts of things may take some time, right? Like if you tell someone to stop doing something that they're just used to doing or they're used to a certain way of thinking, I'm sure that takes a long time for them to rewire the wires in their brain to try to get it right. But then on the other side... I'm with you because I think, listen, you were just told that. How is that not at the front of your brain? How is that not one of the first things on your mind? So when you're in a situation where 
I can clean up, I can do this, I can do that, and then you just don't do that. It's very surprising to me. Yeah. Shit. Oh boy, yeah. So they're getting their shopping on at the outlet malls. Earlier, Shion mentions that he'll try to take Mizuki out away from them so Yudai can ask Ami out. So it happens. There's a good opening. So Shion says, hey, Mizuki, let's go shopping somewhere. So Ami goes to follow them and Yudai says, but uh-uh, not you. I got to talk to you. <laughs> so he asks she was her out. scared too. Oh yeah, she was like, what, what's going on? So he asks her out and it seemed like she didn't really get where he was coming from like when he sort of half asked her out earlier and there was almost like a tap in Arisa Costco moment because as they're walking away Ami says oh when you asked if I wanted to go somewhere I thought you meant with everyone but then this scene ended so there was no room for Yudai to go no I meant on a date oh my heart's broken there was no time for that yeah which made it funnier because the scene just ends abruptly oh man we just have to see where that one goes yeah also rewinding again and there's a pretty big point i think when they're talking about money oh yes and you know he doesn't have a job yet so they're wondering oh you know where you how much do you have to spend and he's like oh i have about 20 bucks and if you're going to outlets that's not a lot i won't buy you much especially like the like the higher end places like coaching gucci and all that yeah, he's like, oh, but I have permission to use my dad's credit card. <laughs> it's like his stock goes like up and down, up and down, and up and down, but on a downward trend. And it's doesn't show any signs of coming back up. I don't know. I'm done. It is surprising because that's something where if you do not want to try to become more independent and you act the way that he does then everything sort of lines up. Because then you'd expect someone who didn't really care much about gaining their independence to freely use a relative's credit card or to maybe overdraft their account, right, their bank account. But when he says these things and then he goes, oh, it's fine, I really want some sunglasses, like some Gucci or Co. I forget if it was Gucci or Coach sunglasses. How is that even a possibility for you? When you have 20 bucks to your name, you have 2,000 yen... And that's what you want? Uh, it, uh, how do you do that? Man, this kid. Uh. This is, it's looking to be the saddest moment in, for me uh. in Terry's house history. Yeah, I think you're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. So the episode ends uh, back at the house, as most of them do. So the boys are outside with the snowboards, and Taka's waxing his board up. He's looking real cool, and Ami's peering through the window. Getting those sweet action shots. And that was cool. And Yudai confirms that he asked her out. They talk about it. So not a whole lot going on. He just says, yeah, I asked her out. And I hope she thinks it's a date. Then it cuts to the girls' room. And Ami says, yeah, he asked me out. But I still don't know if it's a date. (laughs) And that totally boggles my mind. The back and forth of them because... Ami isn't the most direct person, at least in the house, and especially not with Yudai. We saw her with her friends, and she was great. That 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 looked like it was Ami unleashed that I would love to see more of in the house that I don't think we're going to get to see because I don't think it's really in her nature when she's in the house. 
So there's just so much confusion on both sides, and it's just, it's kind of aggravating. Like, it's good to watch, but it's aggravating. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So that's it for me. Do you have anything else? No, I'm just depressed now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have nothing else. So our housekeeping. Visit welcometotourishouse.com. There you'll be linked to our Symbolcast website. You can listen to our episodes on there or on iTunes and Spotify. Whatever major podcasting listening app we're on. Please subscribe so you can keep up with us there. Also, our social media is on the website, uh, Facebook and Twitter, which I am using now. So please give us a follow on there. Post funny memes. And Jim, you got to get on there too. We <laughs> have to say some stuff. Some people like some people want to try to talk to you sometimes too. So okay, I'm I tired of just screen it capping it and then <laughs> sending to you. And I know. Then to, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, as Felix knows, I'm not a big social media person in general, but I need to get on it more. So I'm sorry to all our fans. I will be more active, and yeah. I love there. you. Even there. if I don't show it, you just have to believe it. Uh, no, there but I I will show. it. See, guys, I I did my part in that. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, so, again, please subscribe. And if you like what you're listening to, rate us on iTunes and leave a review. Those three things help us tremendously. Another way you can help out is also recommending us to friends, either new fans of the show, old fans of the show. I feel our podcast is really good to watch along with the show for for new and returning audiences. Something else that helps if you rate and review, if you want to frame it like, you think of me and Felix as Tiny Tim from A Christmas Carol. You know, the poor little English boy on crutches and your who's dirt poor. And through, through a hole in the boot. <laughs> that's all we want. That's, that's all that we want. So please don't be a Scrooge. Please, please rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe. It helps us because it helps us gain more exposure and it helps us to provide more great content yes it does for all of you i feel really bad for like pleading for this but it it, it does help out a lot it, it really does so hopefully you know um you guys actually stay tuned stay on, on the episode for this one to get to our pleas or maybe just figured out <laughs> our formula and they're like oh here they go again i gotta cut it off before they start pleading like tiny tim uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it would help. Yeah, it, it would help. <laughs> but it would help. We are not too so, proud to beg. We are not. Nope. Oh god, isn't that a uh who sings that song? The Temptations. Not, yes. I'm not Ain't too, too proud, proud to, to beg. beg. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Oh uh, god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just want please please spare us and just and give mercy by ending it. <laughs> And it put us out of our misery for. Mm. I don't want to say God's <laughs> what? sake. I don't know why I don't want to say God's sake. I got very like <laughs> religious. It, yeah, it's a Christmas miracle. My dad would be so thrilled. For God's and sake, that! whatever. <laughs> All right, folks, you just listened to episode twenty-two of Tourist House, where we covered episode four of Terrace House opening new doors. Please join us next week for episode twenty-three. So thank you so much for listening. As always, this is Jim. This is Felix. Take care, everyone. And that. Peace.